Welcome to the East Step Sports Talk Podcast. My name is John Thomas East Step, and I'm with my cousin Cody East Step. And today we we will be discussing week three in college football. Uh, our first game we're going to talk about is number eight, Cincinnati at Indiana. Cody, what do you uh, <clears throat> what do you think about Cincinnati, and how do you think Indiana can turn it around? Uh, I think Cincinnati's a true top ten team. I think Indiana is a little well they're playing a little worse than probably predicted i think indiana looking at this matchup a couple weeks ago looked like a a sleeper for indiana to beat cincinnati but i think cincinnati's going to take over this game yeah i uh i've been reading a lot about cincinnati and it's really been the offense it's been the problem uh desmond ritter um they showed up for about two quarters in the murray state game last week uh, they started off with four or five, three and outs to start. And obviously against a Big Ten defense, even if they're not great, it's still going to be better than Murray State's. Um, but Indiana, I know you had Michael Penix Jr. Um, in your Heisman considerations. Uh, what do you think he needs to do to get back to those expectations? Uh, he just needs to make smarter decisions. He's thrown a couple picks already, and it's just – it's not like bad ball placement. It's just bad decision-making. I mean, he had one pick where I think it was last week where uh, the wide receiver ran a streak, and he threw it like he was going to run a hitch. Like, they just need to be right. on the same page as a team. And I think if they can figure that out, he can get back to his predictions of being a Heisman can- candidate. But as of right now, they just haven't shown it altogether. Right, and I think a win this weekend could go a long way for them. I think they really need to uh, – the Big Ten kind of looks wide open. I mean, outside of Iowa, you know, Ohio State's had its struggles um, against a beat-up Oregon team. Um, you look at a couple other teams. Penn State's got a chance this week. Um, we'll talk about that later in the show. Um, but our next game is number 15, Virginia Tech at West Virginia. Um, the real big storyline here is how Justin Fuente, they, some people didn't even think he would make it through the season this year. Um, he was, his seat was so hot. Some people didn't think he'd make it through last off season, but now he's in two games, bolted him into the top 15. Uh, what are you looking for from this game? And, uh, what are your thoughts on Virginia Tech's quick rise? Uh, I just don't think they need to overlook a team like West Virginia. Um, I mean, West Virginia has its pieces, and all Power 5 schools have the chance to beat anybody. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep their focus. They need to treat it like it's a North Carolina game. Uh, But Virginia Tech's rise, the North Carolina win was definitely, you know, the hallmark win for that program this year. And if they can keep it up, they definitely have a chance in the ACC that honestly just doesn't look good altogether. So I think Virginia Tech definitely has a chance. Right, yeah. I mean, the ACC looks wide open right now. Clemson doesn't look themselves. And, you know, um, we're going to talk about Miami later in the show. Looked really bad against Alabama. Did not look good against Appalachia State last week. 
Uh, and then, obviously, you still got to look at North Carolina, who plays a sneaky Virginia team this week, and we're also going to talk about that later. Um, so, pretty much, the only, there are only really two big ranked games this week. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is number one, Alabama, at number 11, Florida. Um, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? And ultimately, how bad do you think Alabama is going to be Florida? I mean, Alabama last week had – they didn't have a close game. But in the first half, they you could tell that they weren't, you know, invested in that game and they were looking forward to Florida because they struggled a little, little bit of the aspects of the game. But, of course, they picked it up and still won by 30. But Florida, I mean, the quarterback changed. There's still a lot of – unknowns with the Florida team. The fact that they're ranked 11th is kind of surprising to me. I think Alabama will go in there, and I think Bryce Young will have at least four touchdowns, and I don't think it'll really be a close game after the half. No, I don't either. And I think Emory Jones will end up getting benched um, probably in the first or second quarter. It's just going to depend on – how good that Alabama defense looks and they've looked good. So um, I think that's going to be the key. And I mean, if he throws another interception, they've got, they've got to put him out of the game. I mean, he truly fit well as a gadget quarterback, running the ball, throwing maybe once or twice a game when Kyle Trask was there, they throw him in to just let him run a couple of times. And I think that's really what he needs to do. Um, and they need to get Richardson a chance to just actually go out there and try and play quarterback without having a guy who's worse than him in front of him. Um, you know, the probably the biggest game of the weekend, I think, is tw- number 22 Auburn at number 10 Penn State. Uh, this holds a lot of implications um, as far as Auburn getting justification for um, who they hired, you know, Brian Harson wasn't the splashiest hire that people thought um, it could have been. He was a very, very good coach at Boise State, and we've seen Boise State coaches at Power 5 schools make really big impacts, like Chris Peterson at Washington turned them into a um, playoff contender, Um, and that's ultimately the goal at Auburn. Um, And then, obviously, James Franklin – isn't he's coaching for a job he doesn't yet have um he uh is rumored to be one of the top three guys for usc um they have a lot of interest in him and apparently from what i've been reading it's very mutual uh james franklin's been tied to a lot of other jobs but uh what are your thoughts on auburn penn state and kind of the implications that it holds for both teams uh, it's kind of hard at this point to say how good Auburn is just because of their first two opponents. Um, I know Bo Nix is good. Tank Bigsby is good. They have the pieces on offense. I just think we're not going to really know if Bo Nix is going to be Bo Picks against a top 25 team, as he's known to do in not playing in Auburn. He turns and completely forgets everything that he knows how to do and just gives the ball away for free. So Penn State oh, yeah, has a good they're having the They're having the whiteout at Penn State, so they're yeah. going to go crazy. It's going to yeah. be 
it'll be the hardest away game he's ever played in. Yeah, it's um, going to be crazy. Yeah, so I just I, – I, I, I agree with you. I think it all depends on Bo Nix for this game. I think if Bo Nix plays really well, I think Auburn can beat him, and I think Auburn can beat him pretty good. I really think Auburn, with a 100% good playing Bo Nix, is probably better than Penn State this year. Um, as far as talent they have on the field, um, it'll also be interesting, like I said, the coaching duel that will go on between Brian Harson and James Franklin. Uh, of course, you know, there will be two former Vandy coaches on the field because, um, you know, James Franklin, the head coach of Auburn, and then, you know, um, oh, gosh, yeah, I forget his name. The guy at Vanderbilt from last year got fired. Uh, is now the defensive coordinator at Auburn. So, be a battle battle of the Vanderbilt old guys this year uh, in Auburn, Penn State. But, um, and we'll we'll hit on this a little bit more before we move on to games. Uh, who who do you think USC needs to go after? And give us two names and why they need to go after those two guys. Uh, I think, I mean, James Franklin is a good option. He's at Penn State high in the rankings. They've never really turned that final page of winning out the Big Ten and making a playoff push. But I think the talent difference of a, a possible USC is better than a Penn State. But another name that I wish my Houston Texans got was uh, enemy from the Chiefs. I've been reading that he is a one of the top five candidates just to pull him out of the NFL. And I know he has ties to the Los Angeles area, so I think that would be a good pickup for them. Right. My, uh, my two guys that I wish they would hire is uh, P.J. Flex, my number one. I think he is just – him and James Franklin are so similar uh, as far as their program builders – um, James Franklin, Matt Campbell, and um, P.J. Fleck just know how to build programs from nothing. And I think that those type of guys with the resources and the recruiting that USC can bring them will allow them to have better success as far as consistent top tens because, you know, Minnesota was really, really good, but then they lose two or three pieces who are their whole heart and soul, and then they only can bring in a 35-ranked recruiting class. They're going to not keep up that level every year. Um, I, uh, I I truly think that USC cannot um, – they can't botch this hire. Um, they um, – need to get back to national relevancy. They need to do sort of um, kind of what Texas did. You know, they're in the about the same boat. Um, I think Texas was a little bit better situation because the recruiting has stayed the same. But as far as blue bloods that just aren't quite living up to expectations of a blue blood, uh, I know you would agree with that. Uh, you've seen Texas with Colt McCoy and, you know, Vince Young and – old Mac Brown era teams that, you know, were national championship contenders every year. And that's the expectation at USC. So, um, we're, uh, we're going to talk about some upsets. Um, I've got two 
Uh, I know Cody's got one. If he doesn't agree with the two that I've got, I know he's for sure got another one. Uh, my two, Michigan State over Miami. Michigan State looks really, really good throwing and running the ball. The defense looks pretty good, and Miami's just lost. So I I think the, it'll be really good for Michigan State uh, to get a win over Miami and ultimately a wide-open Big Ten. Um, and then my second upset is Virginia over North Carolina. Virginia's 2-0, looks pretty good, uh, beat Illinois last week. Uh, I know Illinois is – you know, not the flashiest team to beat, but they have, um, you know, Brett Bielema now. He's uh, really brought that team to have an identity, which is, you know, huge. Um, but for, I think Virginia is going to be North Carolina. I think North Carolina is still in a downward spiral. I think they'll still win nine or ten games. <clears throat> but I think it'll take them longer to get to those nine or ten games than most people anticipated. Uh, and then you had an upset. What uh, What was your upset? Yeah, I have Purdue over Notre Dame. I think it's – the reason I put this game is it just reminds me of four or five years ago when Texas played top ten Notre Dame and we beat them and Texas is back, everything. But then you come to find out, like, we saw Florida State lose to Jacksonville State. <clears throat> I just think it's a classic. Notre Dame's overhyped, and so – whatever team comes close or beats them is going to look like they're a superstar for a week. And then they go and play another team and realize, no, Notre Dame's just not as good as expected. And I think Purdue's a good team. They're two and zero. I think they definitely have a chance. Notre Dame's going to be thinking about next week with Cincinnati coming into town. So I think Purdue has a really good chance of shaking up Notre Dame's confidence. And if that happens, then I think it's a guarantee that Notre Dame's out of the playoffs already. Right, and I know we talked about it before the show. I I really want Purdue to beat Notre Dame. I mean, not beat Notre Dame this week um, because I want Cincinnati to have an undefeated top-10 team regardless of who that top-10 team is on their resume. Uh, and it's just a, a historical win if Cincinnati can blow out Notre Dame next week um, in South Bend. That would actually – that would – that would do huge things as far as implications for the playoff from Notre Dame and implications from the playoff from a American conference team that uh, looks to be headed to the big 12. Um, I know, you know, Texas is on the way out to the sec, but uh, it looks like BYU, Houston, um, Cincinnati and UCF will be uh, joining the Big 12, uh, what do you think about them joining the Big 12? I know, um, I guess they're looking at it as far as they're gaining four teams and losing two teams, uh, which, in my opinion, is a good way to look at it, but you still can't replace um, Texas and Oklahoma. But what, what are your thoughts? I just think it'll be interesting. I mean, those are good teams, but, like, the money revenue – of the Big 12 is going to drop so significantly just from the loss of Texas and Oklahoma. I just don't know financially how the Big 12 is going to do with this. I mean, those teams are good in certain sports. They're not all around. Like, Cincinnati's the most all-around team in every sport that's like – I mean, they could 
compete, but like certain sports, I just think it'll bring them down. Like, say like baseball, like Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, Texas is the top team in the Big Twelve basically every year, and you don't really have another team coming in that would replace that. So I just think for football, it's going to be okay. But I think for, basketball, it'll be okay too. Yeah, Houston's fine. Houston's really good at basketball, and you know Cincinnati's always kind of there. BYU's always kind of there uh, in their respective conferences. I, th- I think basketball, they're actually probably going to stay similar uh, as far as competing because Texas always hasn't been that good at basketball, and I know you know that. Right. Uh, it's, a, and, it's a new thing that we're a top-five team. Right, right. So, in their opinion, they're not losing a historically good basketball team uh, yeah. as far as, you know, the last 10 to 15 years. Um, and Oklahoma's the same way, you know, they're every now and then, you know, they had Buddy Hilton, and Trey Young, and then outside of that, they've had one or two decent teams. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think they look at uh, that as a big of a loss. And one of the big, one of the really good things about UCF, um, is the fact that they sell out every game. I learned about that. They've sell, sold out every game, uh, since 2017, which is, it's impressive. Um, I'm honestly surprised that Memphis didn't get the nod over um, BYU. Um, that's just me. Uh, I think BYU looks um, – BYU's kind of in that same boat as far as not always historically as good. Um, they've been good the past couple of years, but I, I thought Memphis would get the nod, especially – because they're really good at basketball and at football. Um, so let's talk about our last two games. Uh, group of five over power five. I've got Boise State uh, beating Oklahoma State. Uh, they're playing at Boise State. This will be a statement win for Boise State, even though Oklahoma State doesn't look very good. I still think that this could be a really big win for uh, Boise State. And then uh, my next game is Mississippi State over uh, getting beat by Memphis. I think Memphis, um, their offense is just unmatched. I mean, they've averaged 635 yards of total offense. So, I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see um, how good Mississippi State plays. I was actually at the game last week, um, and they had five yards in the first quarter. Uh, you can't have five yards in the first quarter against an offense like Memphis. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of those two games and then any other games that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I mean, Boise State's always a good team. Oklahoma State, I mean, I personally would like Oklahoma State to win. So when we roll into town, it doesn't make us look like we're beating a group of five team if Oklahoma State loses to Boise. But I definitely can see Boise State coming out with a victory because Oklahoma State just hasn't figured it out yet. They've lost too many pieces last year, and you can definitely tell. Um, Mississippi State, Memphis, I mean, it would be a sin to bet against the Pirate King, Mike Leach, so I will never do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, Memphis is a is a powerful offense, and, I mean – their defense is slept on just because of how good the offense is, but they're a very all-around team that definitely is one of those group of five teams that could one day make it to the playoffs. Yep. 
Well, thank you guys for listening. That was week three. Uh, we'll be back next week, next Friday. And uh, good luck to them to Maryville College this weekend. Uh, hopefully get a win uh, after starting out 0-2. But, uh, yeah, everybody have a good day.